2: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
3: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just
1: about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
4: (gasps)
0: Everyone, welcome to the Dark Walk, a post-show recast Bridgerton extravaganza. Today is our last show with the Dark Walk, y'all. I know you missed us, or you will miss us because we're gonna miss you. But before we get there, we have one last ball together. So we're all gonna dance together and my first dance partner. The first person to stamp our card is Miss Sarah. How are you, Sarah? Welcome one last
3: time for season two wrap-up. Well, my lady, I'm doing beautifully. Thank you. Podcasting today from unceded Gadigal land. I have my tiara. I have my fan. My bosom is strapped and heaving and I'm ready to go. Love it. I can't wait to talk more bras later. And the next person
0: to stamp my card is this Kirsten is here. Welcome. Are you ready? Yes, I am so ready. I feel like I have just lived
2: through an entire London season and I'm ready to retire to the countryside. Uh, You'll never
0: see me again. (laughs) (laughs) Except at the end of the podcast when she does all her... 11 million plus Don't, don't <laughs> talk to me, I'm so tired I'm dying <laughs> Oh my god
3: Pinch and, shakes for redness I <laughs> know, oh, no, i oh, red I'm Yeah, I was they're already pretty
0: red, red. <laughs> And The last person to stamp our card We have Miss Geneva here Welcome, welcome, welcome
1: Thank you, thank you Cannot believe that we are here We've recorded uh, a number of podcasts since February basically so it's been a quite a crazy ride um but I'm glad to be here with you all today to um kind of put a conclusion on season two and look towards what we'll see in season three um and yeah it's very very exciting
0: can't wait but yeah so and I'm your host Sasha Joseph sorry forgot to introduce myself and Sasha
3: how are you oh how so am so feeling good.
0: But also, yeah, happy to end this season with you all uh, season in many ways. So um, this wrap-up today, we'll really talk through a few of your questions. So thank you to all of you for submitting uh, questions or feedbacks. And um, we'll kind of talk through what our hopes are for season three, for each family, for, you know, a few uh, pick characters, maybe ones that we won't see again. How are we wanting to bid them farewell? So that's kind of the point of this. So We hope that you walk down the dark walk memory lane with us one more time but we already have one of us that's jumping for out of their corset or no half stay sorry
3: to uh ask us all a question so sarah take us away thank you very much sasha um so happy birthday today to jonathan bailey it's his birthday <gasps> as H-B-D. we speak and then tomorrow it reggae Regé-Jean Page's <gasps> birthday. So my question, particularly to Kirsten but to the whole panel, is what is it about us Tourians? Why are we such great romantic leads? Oh,
2: uh, so I would say it's because you're stubborn as hell and you like the finer <laughs> things. So exactly. So it all comes together.
3: Love it. Thank you. Oh my God! They also—I was—I mean—way
2: <laughs> more scared for what that question was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, just like, so everyone was?
0: knows. Pre-show, Sarah was like, "No, I have a question. You have to ask me first." So we were—we didn't know you, you y'all have—it's been now. This is our ninth—or no, tenth—season um, two podcast. So y'all know Sarah by now. So we were like, "How blue will you go?" But that was very—I was
3: pure as the driven snow. that is my moon sign
1: though um so uh you know an aspect of me tell us more about
0: Taurus then why do you make
3: such good lovers
0: Um, I
3: said romantic leads you took it to the bedroom
0: I have never heard any
2: evidence that Taurus make good lovers that's all I'm gonna say
0: Low key will men will agree a strong desire for
1: social and corporate stability. I don't know if that rests. Corporate stability. Yeah, I love
0: corporate (laughs) stability in the room.
3: (laughs) Why is that the first thing you said,
0: Geneva? Because that's what I.
3: That's what Google says. So I'm just reading. Google can take its corporate stability up a strong desire for
1: extravagance, contentment, and great things. But like the stuff I'm seeing is not necessarily I'm to see it's not positive here. So I don't I
3: don't know. Um, well st- close it. Close the close the window. Yeah, I need close some, that window. I need um, I need another window. I mean it has horrible. to be said that uh, that Jonathan and Regajon are birthday gentlemen, um are the Taurians, not necessarily the characters. So we can leave it. That's there. probably why. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, They're steadfast
1: thought... and loyal.
3: Oh mm. fuck off. That's oh my God. <laughs> Just Everyone? Everyone's steadfast and loyal. Especially us mm-hmm.
0: cancers, you know.
1: <gasps> you know, cancer <laughs> is my rising. So there you go. all
2: I'm hearing is that Geneva's secretly toxic today. Exactly. Um, first me. of all,
0: don't call out cancers like that ever again. Secretly.
2: Sasha, here's the thing. <laughs> every man that's ever ruined my life has been a cancer okay a
0: cancer of men yes a hundred percent because every man that's ruined my life is also a so, cancer man but at the same Uh-oh. time
2: my <laughs> current boyfriend who i'm very happy with is also a cancer so uh
3: we'll True. see uh if he ruins my life or not no i agree in it. a good way You're let's hope energy. he does not ruin your get life. him to sign a piece of paper to say that he won't I mean Yeah, I think that, well, that, that is how it court.
2: works, right? I'll I'll sign I'll drop a contract that you can not yeah. ruin my life. Okay. Yeah, hey babe, cool. we've been dating four months. Uh, yeah, can yeah. you sign this? Thanks. <laughs> Thank oh you. My God.
3: Thank Please. you. And if you do ruin my life, I get to push you into a small body of water in a flowing white shirt. Oh, my word. All that's
2: going to do is make me more upset in that circumstance. That's not right. That's
3: true. But it's like pressing on a bruise. Sometimes it's quite pleasurable. Jesus Christ.
2: I don't have time to unpack that. Yeah. (laughs) This is (laughs) not a 50-day
0: podcast ever. (laughs) Let's Um, move on. But anyway, yeah, what other questions? Geneva, I know we have some Discord questions, feedback. Please take us away. Okay, so in the Discord,
1: we did get a question. um, And basically, the inquiry we did get was from Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. Not not Sarah. Not me. Not me. Sarah
2: N. No, we're done with Sarah Carradine's questions for today. (laughs)
1: Yay! No more toxicity. No, that's, but that's, yeah, no, that's not it. But um, basically, we wanted to know our our hopes for season three. Oh, good um, question. And also wanted to just kind of generally find out, um, yeah just generally what our predictions are for what they'll do um and if anyone plans to read ahead Ooh, I've
2: already read ahead yeah uh so I I I can speak to that I my hope is that they continue to deviate from the books for season three uh because the third book, like I like the third book I like all of them because I'm like a sick person who loves like pretty pretty most most romance novels you put in front of me i'm gonna enjoy um but the benedict storyline is not the most compelling especially when the setup on the show for benedict was like maybe he's queer maybe he's gonna be exploring like very different lifestyles whereas in the third book benedict basically falls in love at first sight with a girl who at a masquerade ball who's not supposed to be at the ball because she's like essentially a cinderella type figure and then they meet years later and it's like they had kissed at this masquerade and like both of them can't stop thinking about this one kiss and that's obviously their soulmate so it's like that's not that exciting so i would like them to do pretty much literally anything else with benedict's story
0: oh interesting do we think it'll be benedict
2: I think that he'll be the one who gets like married, but
3: we'll see progression in
2: all of the other stories.
3: I think that now that we, uh, you know, on first watch season two, we felt there wasn't enough focus on the main character. And while we, the main uh, couple, and while we still think that, I think, with the rewatch and our appreciation of the weaving together of all the side characters. I think with season three, if they continue with that sort of weaving uh, multi-character story, I think we're going to enjoy it more. I think our expectations were very high that there was going to be a lot of Kate and Anthony, um, Anthony content. Uh, Given that there wasn't, I really like the way the minor characters are are woven in. And so that's my hope for, for season three that they continue to develop these minor characters and practice. Bring in some more, so that while the main couple is the focus, they aren't the the uh, overbearing majority of the screen time as um, Simon and Daphne were in season one.
2: Yeah, but yeah. would you say that Kate and Anthony were even the focus? Because I wouldn't, and absolutely I not. I think that's they a problem. Really I think know. that they
0: should have been the main focus. Yeah, that's been. what we've been—I mean—yelling about right this whole season. Um, and like I said, I don't even care uh to know about them at now. You know what I mean like I think they had their I agree. Pants, so I don't want to set that up like to be this uh, waterfall or this boulder that keeps rolling down the hill of like bleeding into others. Mm-hmm. So let's see, but Whoa. I don't I'm not into it. And and I did hear in a um interview, right, that um Jonathan Bailey who plays Anthony said that he's excited for Oh, the characters of Colin and Penelope to take mm-hmm. center stage, whatever that means.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, and I heard someone actually supposed to be back for season three. So my guess is maybe it, at minimum, you know, she will probably be present with, you know, the storylines within the Bridgerton household to some extent. I don't know, though, how much they'll focus yeah. on the relationship. I'm intrigued to see if we'll see anything related to that um and then i think when it comes to the potential relationships i think that we will see develop i think you know colin penelope of course i think probably they'll also go with um potentially benedict and then also go with eloise maybe um just because that's a we lot kind of, of story that. that's is, a lot of story yeah. it is but i feel like they've had a lot of you know subplots and they kind of Mm -hmm, those three you know kind of had things going on in the season along when with when Kate and Anthony were having things so I anticipate they're probably going to try and continue to tell their stories in some way or some capacity it'll be a question of though whether um you know I think who will be the prominent focus if it will be you know Penelope and Colin but I I I still feel like I'm not I'm not too sure I think one thing I'm also intrigued to see is how um what will be the aftermath of Eloise and Penelope and how that is handled
2: yeah and the other thing too that kind of goes hand in hand with that one thing that I really like about Colin and Penelope's story is that it happens like seven years after book three like when so it's like 10 years after Daphne gets married basically that uh Colin and and Penn get their story because he's been off like traveling the world right and so I like the idea that their love is one that grows and matures over time and that they needed to be in different places in their lives to like have each other and appreciate that love so like For me, I would love if for, like, seasons three and four, we get, like, stirrings of maybe they're starting to have moments that seem like it could be or, like, something along those lines. And then, you know, season five, which is the last one that's renewed, they just – that's when it it all comes together and it delivers and gives us, like, an actual genuine slow burn rather than, like, what they pretended was a slow burn this season. I think that that would be – like really meaningful to watch and so i like that
3: kirsten you should be in the writer's room
2: hire me i'm poor i would take money
3: and i mean considering what we saw um in
1: basically towards the end of the season and how you know colin was talking with the boys negatively about penelope i think maybe that's a way for the show to take a step back and kind of you know slow you know make the pace between their relationship a lot slower um so maybe in season three kind of like you're saying we're going to kind of see a really you know slow progression building back to maybe a friendship and something more because you know he kind of deflected obviously to not look uh bad but obviously that was kind of an annoying situation
3: i'll be very intrigued to see what happens with the featheringtons i mean they've had their they've had an arc of sorts they invented embezzlement and ponzi schemes i would like to see them now move on from that where they take them i don't know i'd be dissatisfied if it was yet again they're struggling for money yet again um they uh, you know uh Portia my darling Portia is desperate I I mean I don't know where to take them um, Kirsten can tell us because she's she's uh, entrenched in that writer's room perhaps Portia has a little Putman. <laughs> well, them... yeah so mm-hmm. the, That's the, the thing, only thing is
2: cause...
0: yeah go ahead it's
2: like it's it's weird because like the struggle with money is absolutely part of the Featherington story and I think that they're going to have to address it at least one more time because the ultimate resolution is that Penelope starts using the Lady Down money to supplement the family's income so that they can live like a life along the level that everyone else is having. Um, and so I think that they're going to have to have financial trouble one more time so that that comes to a head. And I think that that's the ultimate result of all the scenes we get of penelope with all her money under the floorboards right is like they don't show us that for nothing so what's the mm-hmm. payoff to that it's you that money helping the family or i guess yeah. if that money got stolen but I, who's stealing it right not I exactly. know. <laughs>
3: and not eloise <laughs> uh-huh. and so so uh portia and the other two young ladies will have to revise their opinion of penelope i mean that's a, that's a really interesting way to go
2: well and i think and I'm pretty sure in the book, one of the Featherington sisters married Nigel Burbrook. So it's very curious that they've completely diverged from that plot because, like, they're not bringing him back. They made him out to be a total ass. So uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do. It's it's already so different from the books.
0: Yeah, but I'm just, my, I think my hope for the Featheringtons is like, yeah, we know that they're not necessarily going to be 100% or like Bridgerton rich, even, even though, right, they live so close in proximity to each other. I think I'm hoping that we, they get something else. You know, I, I'm over that storyline because it was really exciting to see Portia kind of, you know, be the OG embezzle, embezzler. Like, that was cool. So if they're able to create something like that, right, where it's something like, she has agency in the brokenness, then fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Or Penelope, right, maybe has the agency now. But either way, that's, I think, what I'd like for the Featheringtons. Like, are we going to get a love interest for Portia? I'd love Uh, her to have a love interest. They were teasing Mm -hmm. us because...
3: Mm -hmm. um, I'd like
0: it. Yeah, because I'm wondering with Cousin Jack, you know, were they like, oh, how is the audience going to deal? Or, you know, how are they okay with Portia getting a love interest? Like, were they testing us low-key? Because they we do get a kiss. So that's my, like, question hope for Featheringtons is, like, we get something out of that. Well, there will also be, I feel like, some fallout because she was yeah. supposed to marry Jack
2: and now he's leaving town in disgrace. And what consequences does that
3: have for her reputation for for prudence yes yeah yeah Yeah. i mean prudence is fine you can just put her in a corner with a piece of string and she'll be happy her
2: reputation
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) like
2: that's damaged now and i want to see the fallout of that
3: that might be the the, well chrissida like Cressida dodged a bullet right
2: yeah well and they still Christa. don't have a dowry for the uh other featherington daughter right like that mm-hmm. engagement was settled with a promise
0: to pay and now they have no means to pay never yeah, mr finch right but yeah, yeah. they're already married correct I don't pub, know. yeah oh yeah, yeah I her and mr finch I are think- married that ship has sailed I'm gonna Mm -hmm. cross my fingers yeah I hope uh, so that they're kind hopefully that they're just stuck and that we don't Mm -hmm. get like a lot of like almost like Indian tv show you know like where it's so dramatic like oh I have to come back from my in-laws house like I don't need all that yeah like I I just hope that that. there is some resentment maybe towards the Featherington Portia Jack situation but not like a whole her whole life is ruined Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And what do we think then, since we're on the Featheringtons, um, will happen th- now that Lady Whistledown has been shown to Eloise? Do we think more people are going to know next season about Penelope? Because we got her voice a little at the at the end of season two. I don't think
2: Eloise will tell. I think she's furious right. and she's like, doesn't want the friendship right now, but I still don't think she would tell. Yeah, yeah I don't think she'll I tell. I just mean,
3: do we think that like Penelope it might, be might... Yeah. It might be discovered? Yeah, might be discovered. Yeah, I mean, I like if, Portia goes, if Portia goes, if Porsche goes poking around her daughter's room, she might find some interesting things. Do you think Maybe Portia's she's looking killed? for some
1: money to pay future yeah. dads, You know, so and then oh. Penelope happens to have some money. Where did this come from? No, I'm just kidding. But I don't think
2: that she's like going for floorboards. Like, I think she's a shrewd woman, but I don't think, I think that the problem there is that all of them underestimate Penelope so much Mm -hmm. that they would never expect her to have something hidden so well that they would never look for it. I but mean, if she if Eloise- she comes
3: up with some cash, they'll they'll have to uh sorry, Geneva. If no, she comes just- up with some cash, they'll have to ask a question. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna
1: say, like, for instance, I was like like literally shook when I saw like Eloise like all over the place in Penelope's room, like, you know, the floorboards, the bed, everything. I was just like okay. But I yeah, I kind of think that I feel like Eloise is not gonna say anything, but I feel like there are so many points in the season where Penelope really Try to like drop hints. I feel like she doesn't really want to keep it as much of a secret anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's possible that it, she could potentially slip up. I think it, that's definitely a possibility. Or maybe, uh, you know, a person or two might find out um, kind of about her, you know, alter ego, her uh, other, her, you know, her new other identity. So, but I guess. But, yeah. we'll see.
2: The way that she gets exposed in the book is that at the start of the season, Lady Danbury says, I will pay a thousand pounds to whoever unmasks Lady Whistledown to me. And at the end of the season, she exposes herself and collects the thousand
0: (laughs) pounds. Oh, that's that's hilarious. Oh, that's smart. So that's what the queen is going to do, I'm wondering. And the the feathering need the money. Yeah, so that's
2: why I'm wondering, like, if maybe that won't happen because they've had the queen kind of serve that, like, book four situation Mm -hmm. since season. I don't know. It's hard to say. But you know what? The Featheringtons invented embezzlement. Now they can invent money laundering. That's what I'm saying.
1: Question. In the book, does Mm -hmm. it... Like, what is, does it mention, like, Colin's response to any of this?
2: So it comes out – the way that all of it comes out – and I have not read Colin's book in a little while, so please okay. forgive me for any small inaccuracies. If anyone listening is like, Kirsten, you're an idiot. But <laughs> the way it comes out – and a lot of these things all happen at once. And so it's like Penelope and Colin get engaged, and then I think she t- – or right before they get engaged, she tells him the truth, but they're going to keep it a secret – and like he's like he's supportive of her writing because he okay. also wants to be a writer. Um oh. because he writes about okay. his travels. His his letters okay. should have been that's
3: a bit more true. interesting. And
2: I should we get snippets of his writing in Colin's book, and honestly, it's not good. Like he's not a talented writer. Oh <laughs> but that's why his wife
1: maybe be. maybe he alert, can uh will be she could tutor him
0: in writing yeah. a... maybe she
2: could write yeah. for him and just his name will be on it that I yeah maybe cool. he'll
0: be mr feather not Featherington. <laughs> whistle <laughs> down oh my god
1: yeah she can be his ghostwriter or something yeah
0: mm-hmm. um great so i think that wraps up our like featherington moment um what are we you know let's go closest to featherington so Eloise, who I feel like had one of the biggest arcs Mm -hmm. of this um, season. Like, what are we thinking or what are our hopes for her, for our little, like, budding activist?
2: Is she going to be back with her little
0: printers? Devil? Guy? Theo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the question, right? Is it him or will it be uh, the actual love interest from the book? It, no it won't be him yet it's not like right. her
2: love interest from the books is married to Marina right now exactly and is like she, Marina's still alive so I feel like they have to like because the marina has to be dead a year before they can be together because of mourning So like they have to kill Marina off if she's gonna have the same love interest as in the books.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I hope not because I like Marina and I'd like her to have a happy life with Sir Philip.
3: Yeah, but, me too, have, but you know, it was a weird. strong scene as, as she but did in season two, the, also, short, the couple of short scenes and
2: done. Also, though, like, Elise and Sir Philip is a weird dynamic, and their whole relationship is odd, and that book is weird, and like, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. Like, she. It's like, oh, when she saw that his wife died, she started writing him letters, and she's been corresponding with him for years. And then he had like written her a letter, like "come marry me," and she shows up without warning anyone. So she's there with no chaperone, and like the oh, kids well, are like, "she's not, not this- again." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she exactly. he shows up to his house with no chaperone, and he's like, "but you should have told me you were coming. I could have had like my mom come so that there'd be a chaperone." And then it's like. They, like, fall in love, but his kids are, like, demons and, like, try to chase her away. Like, it's it's weird and it's mm. not a good story. And so I, I actually really would prefer that they change it a lot uh, because
3: it's weird. There may be a uh, member of the ton, of the uh, male gender, uh, which is a construct, as we know, who is attending these radical meetings. I mean, it is possible that her... Passion for ideas, which is mixed up with her passion for theo, could uh, could also be taken up by uh, someone with a title. Yeah, but we've already seen that option for her, and she like stormed away from him at the ball. Exactly. When her- no, but I mean somebody at the radical the radical meetings she's been going to. The consciousness rising of the regency period. It's so weird. So yeah, like, what are they gonna do with Theo? Like,
0: like, Oh yeah, that was a good run. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, bye, Theo, you know, it's it's weird. Or really, is he gonna get transferred to another he, post? Like, it makes yes, sense. he dies
3: under a hot press.
0: Oh God, <laughs> what a way but, to I go! I hope not but ag- good
3: for him.
1: But I agree. I do like Marina, and I do like uh, Ruby Barker, who plays Marina. A couple days oh, ago, God I actually sure. sent you guys. There's a weird tweet she posted uh, like a little behind the scenes three days ago and she said she had a picture of Oliver number four, which was the nightmarish doll that she had uh, for Bridgerton rehearsals like in place of the baby. Um, who kind of reminded her of a horror film character? It's the thing. scariest. It's, 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 it's the scariest doll I've
2: ever seen. Yeah, it's I was horrible.
1: Like, oh my gosh, what is this? Um, it's,
2: yeah, I don't like. They really it. Like, are
1: acting, baby. Why he's,
2: couldn't they use like a CPR dummy? Like they make infant CPR dummies. Why can't you use that for your like
0: or a sack of potatoes? Like honestly, yeah, or even really. so, they like, don't have any
3: arms and arm. legs. CPR dummies only have heads and chests. Called <laughs> when I was an eighth. No, grade, the baby
0: ones are it's a full body because
2: baby CPR you have to like flip them over. your your arm so you had they had you, you have, have like, to
3: use two fingers yeah like
2: there's I've I've had training on CPR on babies mm-hmm. they have a whole body when mm-hmm. I was
1: in eighth grade we had this like baby project with like an electronic baby that like actually yeah, screamed and too. cried and everything oh, like no. that. I think that would have been better because they're actually a lot
3: cuter.
0: they're horrible <laughs> terrors and they're I terrors
1: though. Actually mine my uh what's it called mine was like broken so like the sensor wouldn't work so like it just it just screamed all night. Honestly. i had that no, in the oh, college.
0: it was our, our like family planning i think class. that's called croup geneva oh it was horrible
1: oh okay yeah
0: cry all night um oh my gosh
1: <laughs> yeah anyway it was, a, it was a yeah moment.
2: no that was horrifying i hated it um speaking of these bridgerton people on social media have any of you been getting these constant tiktok videos of the bridgerton actors all singing party in the usa and like all the time
0: I actually do not have the TikTok. Yeah, I don't have a TikTok either, so I have not. Okay, whatever. You use your Iris time uses- well.
2: It's fine. So yeah, I because I'm getting-
0: an an addict, so I cannot.
2: I keep getting served these videos of the cast that play the Bridgertons. Specifically, it seems like Gre- it might be Gregory's account, whoever that actor is. Oh, I've
0: seen, okay, the three of them. Yeah, Gregory, yeah, and, and Hyacinth, like Hyacinth, right Hyacinth and one. yeah.
2: Yeah, but, like, yeah. it's all of them. Like, it'll be, like, okay, there's Anthony and Benedict, there's Violet, there's El- Eloise, there's Hyacinth, and they're just lip syncing to Party in the USA. It is deeply troubling. I do not want to see children on my TikTok page at all, like... Correct. I can't I can't stand it.
0: That part. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it's happening.
0: The children. Oh my god.
2: What? I just feel like it's weird to watch kids. I'm an, I'm 30. What do I need with a kid I don't know on social media? It's not right.
0: It's like people the, the, the maybe that, you
1: should have um, lost blocked the, the content off. or something yeah I don't you're know. right i should
2: just block the account next time it pops up you're i'm right. surprised like there's you.
0: no bridgerton musical part two you know because that was the biggest thing after season one oh, but that's because they're actually producing the musical oh like they're busy <laughs> that's As real that's should. real oh my you god think? i love it yeah, also, and i'm pretty sure that's what she's working on yeah that makes sense I remember knowing that it got picked up. I just didn't know what happened. I uh, mean,
1: you know the you know that they won like a Grammy?
0: What? What?
1: Yeah. What? The unofficial Bridgerton musical like won a, a Grammy for like best musical theater album.
0: This is nonsense. No.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? What?
3: listen Janika, you're from musical theater so what did you think of it what's your opinion what do you give us to be honest so i haven't time?
1: i haven't looked at it i haven't looked at it because i haven't had tiktok but i should just pull up the like the links and stuff to actually mm-hmm. like give it a serious listen oh you'll I've have heard to a little a bit back. of it but not it's well, like to...
2: some of the songs are good i've heard but most of it through yeah TikTok, me too. and like some of the songs are good some of them i think are st- Stupid. Um, but regardless,
0: it I don't think it ever got released as a full album. So how can it win a Grammy? They month? apparently yeah.
1: did in September. Yeah, the
0: first Grammy win for TikTok. Yeah,
1: wow. and the, but the TikTok what videos amassed over two hundred and seventy-three million views combined.
0: This is how I know I'm old
2: because I'm horrified at the concept. Right? Of this. <laughs>
0: oh my god, we're just like this can't be true. I Get love off it. my lawn. Let me. I love yell love it. Cloud. I know. Yeah. Well, and now that we. Gave you this info. Uh, you I'm know, assuming good you all need a break because mm-hmm. we do. I sure do. From po- from learning this Grammy news. So with that, we're gonna take a little break and come right back. And we're back. I hope you could gather yourself um, from that devastating news. No, I'm just kidding. No shade. <laughs> I'm like, not it's actually okay. a good like go some songs are good. Like I've heard it on Spotify. It's fine. Um, but anyway, let's let's get into more Bridgerton kids because we just finished Eloise. What do we think about Benedict and Colin? I don't know.
3: Well, they right? they 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 baited us in in season one with uh benedict's potential queerness i think they stepped back from that in in season Mm -hmm. two um it doesn't mean they can't bring it forward he was somehow less interesting um in season two which is a shame because he was always uh, my number two bridgerton child one man they focused on him and T.
0: yeah but not even like he was like the weird comic relief that wasn't like that one gif of him, right? Like at dinner is the cutest thing. But outside of that, I was like, okay, Benedict, like, I, I don't know. Again, season two, like they sucked the air out of a lot of the characters. And mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that Benedict is able to kind of recover from Anthony paying uh him paying to get him in. Um, which is so funny because I was like, Oh, is this how legacies are were born? Where, you know, these uh, like the Bridgertons Not-
3: invented legacies. <laughs> there you go. Legacies cool. Oh, good old legacy. There you, you go.
0: Anthony invented it. Um, but so I'm excited to see where he goes, or will he, you know, do anything with it? Um, uh, but Anthony, the parting line for Anthony and Benedict, right, was the whole um, you know, exactly like you're a good therapist, basically. So um, I appreciated that, but let's see what happens uh, with Benedict, especially if it's his story um cuz he well, just kind we've had, of goes where the wind goes.
3: We've had the swing chats a couple of times with Eloise right. where they both they both mm-hmm. confessed to not feeling like they fit in. He certainly feels like he fits in in art world mm-hmm. uh, with all the people there including he's fitting in very nicely with one of the models. Uh, he was very willing to take his clothes off and model himself so he has this alternative. The one thing that gives me hope about his art career is the way he finds out that Anthony paid for him was his fellow student says, oh, you know, your painting's very good. So, so you know, it wasn't just that we thought it was just that you were getting, uh, that you were being paid to be here, but in fact you you are showing some talent. Right. So while that was a devastating blow for Benedict, uh, it does say that the opinion of his fellow students, which is going to be the harshest of all, is that he's an okay painter.
2: Well, and in the in the books he does his art kind of like in secret like he doesn't want to oh. tell his family that he wants to do it and it's like
0: shameful oh. for him oh I love that his family like celebrates it even though Anthony was mad and called it doodling uh but Anthony did all but for it exactly Anthony's a good dad <laughs>
1: I don't know, gosh, yeah.
0: like honestly um and i think colin we talked about him with penelope so i'm mm-hmm. just hoping he gets his like fun back gets his yeah, groove back um a little bit because fun. again in the second book he was so funny i like he's really lot.
2: funny in the first book too oh, like okay, he's just okay. like a really like fun nice character he's i
0: love him Got it. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm going to hope um, that if he is center or second to center, um, he gets, you know, some more personality
3: pumped into him. Yeah. I mean, he learned uh, mischievousness from his father. We learned that his father poured glue into his shoes and maybe no, that, that was, was Benedict, the right? That yeah, it was Colin. Benedict. Oh, it was Benedict.
0: Ah. No, it's fine.
3: Either way. so I mean news, it still right? goes
2: to show like their dad was mischievous and pranky mm-hmm. and then Colin has that trait. like it, it doesn't yes. negate that point. No, yeah, and that's the thing I
1: much. wanted to see more of that mischievousness that we like with you know, Kate and Anthony like in the book. but mm-hmm. alas, you know, exactly. I think the focus was I mean a focus is on some of his Eloise uh, yeah, on Eloise, <laughs> some of Colin's past, you know, trying to see
0: what's up with Marina. <laughs> Mm-hmm. like that I was so random like I still can't believe he went and saw her and nothing came of it like I was like oh, and what
3: well no I, don't, I I I know what you mean in terms of of plot but in terms of like character study I thought it was fantastic I loved seeing Marina any chance I have I'm like Geneva any chance I have to to see her I'm really happy and I thought it was the way she dealt with this young ungrown puppy I thought really affected him um despite the fact he's learned the wrong lesson because he says oh she says she's happy but i don't think she's happy come on guy come on yeah i mean, um, that's I, I think... pretty
0: basic she said mm-hmm. no it must mean i need to try harder said, No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> and actually uh ruby had even tweeted herself um, who plays marina she said you know you have to try and find sympathy for your characters and marina Got a really tough hand dealt to her. She's the mess getting brushed under the carpet, and I love that her story shows that it wasn't yeah. always a happy ending in the ton. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Cool, <sighs> love. I it. will
2: hate whomever I need to hate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that was the only that was what, the only realistic way at that time to kind of tie in Marina's character, you know, like and utilize her beyond season one. Because I mean, otherwise there wasn't really too much of a connection
0: yeah that's real we shall see and um now you know for the main story what are our hopes for mr anthony and miss kate or mrs kate now um you know because we allegedly they're coming back all right will we see them because we got the epilogue right that they Mm -hmm. he lived obviously lives for a long time i think 98 is what she said and uh, what the author said but also we get to see him with his kids in the epilogue so do we think we're going to get that
3: like in the next few seasons well in the same way that we saw Daphne I mean I'm hoping that um, we don't get a lot more from them uh, than we got of Daphne in this season you know present changed married maybe with some kids but not that focused on them because much though I love them and I do love them we've had them I want to move on to the mm-hmm. next couple So you know that one scene
1: where Anthony like you know holds up the number of fingers. So there's been a lot of reference to this on social media where he's like you know how many fingers am I holding up? And then she'll be like three, and then he like switches it to four. And so a lot of people have been talking about the symbolism of how in the books, in reality, ended up turning out being four children. So very intrigued to see maybe if that if that symbolism is tied to what we will end up maybe seeing come in future seasons but
3: mm, maybe she has them all at once maybe they have four all at once that would certainly get that number going it would <laughs> that would be crazy oh my god
2: i don't know i think that um like anthony's gonna be a big character for the whole rest of the series because he's out of the family right so mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I hope that, that that doesn't mean that Violet will retreat because I like Violet and I wanted more Violet.
2: I mean, Violet already has retreated. Yeah. No, yeah oh, that's exactly. I think, I think by virtue of like how the family structure is, I think we'll see a lot more Violet on seasons where a female Bridgerton is mm-hmm. to be wed than mm-hmm. any season where one of the, the boys is. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's insightful. Good, yeah, yeah. That's very insightful. A good one. Also, you know, leaving now, them, what are our hopes for Edwina now that she's, you know, allegedly gonna stay for one more season? We- we're not gonna hear from Edwina again, so I'm hoping that her and Mary are, are able to secure some man uh, for her in the new season. She getting the prince, I just got the prince. Why, Why can't the they prince? just give her the prince? right? like, yeah. what well, was- the queen even said the queen, right? the, queen like, the queen, the queen was like, the
2: prince. So I think the only barrier to her having the prince is if she
0: doesn't want the prince. She She wants the prince. She wants the prince. Yeah. I mean, why why not, right? Yeah, we liked him. I wish they would have just given it to, you know what I mean? Just like ended with that. Like Kate could have said the line, I can't wait to see Edwina and Prince Fiji. You know, something just so Mm -hmm. I would have like, it would have been in a nice little bow, but whatever. Fine. I guess yeah, we that our, we were supposed to infer, I guess.
2: No, I on. doubt.
0: Right? You think?
2: I think, I, we we're, I think we're supposed to infer that For it's coming. Based on what it's the just, queen like, said. It's just hard to say, too, because it's like, obviously, we all like stories wrapped up in little bows. And the way a romance novel works is the story is wrapped up mm-hmm. in a little bow, and then you move to the next. And because this is a TV show, they can't do that. They have to leave us with loose threads to build off of next season. Yeah, so that's true. I think mm. that we'll see something
0: with The Prince. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I just thought that we're not just gonna see, but yeah, okay, so maybe we might hear I think there's it.
1: a possibility maybe yeah. there could be a potential scene in season three that just shows that. Or but maybe not-
2: like Kate is missing from a couple
0: episodes because she's in Prussia. Oh yeah, I could see that. Cool. Um, yeah, that is our hope for Edwina. Unfortunately, Mary just didn't have a lot in the season. So I don't really know what my hope is. Just I hope she, you know, rides off into the sunset with a happy um special friend that keeps her company. Yes. Please. Ooh. Yes, I hope she's happy. And now for the spin-off queen, literally. Um, are we getting the spin-off anytime soon? Do y'all know? Or um are we still just gonna have the queen be gossipy AF? Maybe in a year. I don't know. Oh, OK, cool. Um, So, yeah, I think for the queen, what we're going to really get is uh, she's still going to be a big part of the plot. And I think she's going to because it seems like the writers uh, really like her. So I think she's going to be the driver in a lot of ways, or at least um, especially her and Whistledown. I think we're going to get way more content uh, as well. Uh, like and same with Madame Delacroix. I think we're going to get some version of like Whistledown and Business Enterprise. Uh, moment and then uh the last one i feel like is lady danbury
3: oh just before we leave the queen i mean it just occurs to me too that um the historical king george did go mad um he had blue urine so they pretty much know the disease that they think he had that would give him the um mental health problems but the thing is he did recover He recovered his senses and came back to himself. So I wonder if the writers will use that, uh, depending on whether they can move the dates, you know, squish the dates around, and perhaps we will get the Queen with the King restored to her, which would be a beautiful ending to their story. Maybe not in season three, but in a season to come that we will see, the sort of uh, uh, proto love story that we have about them that was referred to in this season. Perhaps mm-hmm. the king will recover his wits and she will get him back again, which is what I'd love for the queen. I another thing with that though,
2: I think it's very weird that we haven't seen the Prince Regent um, at all in Bridgerton seasons one and two, who was really? like actually head of government and known to show up to ton parties from time to time. Yeah, he was at Harry.
0: So it's very funny. It's <laughs> no bare butt for him. Um mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like they really love the queen, and that's who we need to get on board with. Basically. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I just don't want to
0: because I don't. Right. Lo- I'm.
2: I don't love it. I just don't understand. You're resisting. Airs. Well, You're a spinoff resisting. is
1: coming. Well, yeah, I
2: think. I will like the spinoff because I feel like I'll it'll actually make care sense. about what's yes, going on with exactly. her when she's young and like becoming a queen. Whereas right now, when she's already queen, like I just. Honestly, I just don't give a flying fuck about what's going on with her. I just don't. Yeah.
0: No, okay. I agree with you. Like, I, I just think that because my brain is like, historically, it's not computing. So it doesn't work. But it's mm-hmm. okay. I think she like moves the story forward. I just feel like Lady Danbury could have been that character. Like, Yes. Um, but it's okay. We love them both. Both can shine. They're both great actresses. It, that's why i think it's hard for me to like really not because i was like but i like them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the are just phenomenal
1: yeah that's what it yeah, is. yeah
0: and i think lady danbury's gonna seems like is going to be almost the the parent for every bridgerton um like a romance partner like i'm wondering a uh, person like you said for book three mm-hmm. you know like will lady danbury kind of end up figuring out who the cinderella moment or you know will that person be working for danbury like oh, at this Lord. point i'm like my yeah God, i is-
2: could see them i could see them making her a mater companion for lady danbury mm-hmm. just to tie danbury more into the story um i'm racking my brain like lady danbury is in every book but she only really plays a major, major role in Hyacinth's book. Got it. Ooh. Um, so they've already like really extended her power in every story, and I can only assume that they would, ex- like, continue to the- extend that by having her hire this woman like a year later or whatever.
0: Then it's, like, but also, I will say, the only negative to that is, like, I think it's going to get too predictable, right? Okay, so, Lady Danbury, like, it seems like the Bridgertons and Lady Danbury should have, like, then just some kind of a, um, co- like, a contract of, like, okay, looks like our kids are only going to marry people connected to you. So, who else you got? Like, let's make it happen.
3: <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> So we'll see. Um, I I think that might happen just because I don't know how else they can really write her in from a distance. Like, I feel like her and Violet have the whole, like, well, we're good matchmakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like two little buds together. Yeah, Which, which is also cute. And it works, I think. Uh, yeah, they're, they're good fixers, I will say. I Olivia Pope's descendant or descendant maybe from Danbury we don't know <laughs> um, so Shondaland legacy continues. But yeah that were all the, that was all the characters I had written down. Do y'all have any other um, um, I, folks you're wanting to bring um, here not to bring up,
2: but I did receive um, some tweets with questions for us that I'm scrolling to find right now. Yes. Uh, if, if anyone wants to, like, put in a short distraction. Okay, no, I found it. I found it. We're good. Okay, so they have lots of questions, some we've already touched on. Um, but I think the main one that we should focus on, and these are from at Bridgerton on Twitter. Uh, and they would like to know what our thought is on the absolute lack of queer characters in season two after we had seen some of that introduced in season one and how we feel about that. First season two
3: absolute disgrace
0: yeah yeah it's weird right like again it's not like queer people didn't exist in this time yeah. so why are we shying away right like intersection if you're gonna be intersectional be intersectional not just when it comes to like maybe race and even race is like very right like binary black um and white or you know white with indian right whatever like it doesn't need to be like interracial relationships can mean many races, not just Mm -hmm. one. And it's the same for the queer story, which is why we're wishing Benedict to be queer at this point because I think it makes sense. It would be beautiful to watch. Um, I just, I think he can't get married, right? So...
3: What? Queer people have been getting married for millennium and and continue to do so. So just, man, don't, I don't mean like they don't legally necessarily marry each other. I don't other. think it was allowed. No, they could they could marry someone of the other apparent gender. Yeah, that's what I mean. I meant like right. you know, you do, Yeah,
2: I I what, could what, see I could see them doing something really interesting with Benedict being you know romantically involved with a man and they want to be together but they can't legally marry each other so they both just pick women that will look the other way or maybe women that the themselves are queer and want to be with each other um and then they could just be like really close couples friends and nobody will know outside of like maybe little whispers about it that could be one really interesting thing they could do with benedict's story that changes um the narrative
3: yeah and And i I think we we know from his mentor, you know, his mentor um, artist is queer, uh, with a wife that is enjoying being the wife of, of the you yeah. know titled artist, and she's completely accepting of his sexuality because then she gets to have threesomes uh, with the gorgeous uh, Madame Delacroix and um, and uh, Benedict in that case. So they have they gave us a glimpse of that in season one. That kind of. Uh, all bodies, all love, all love is love lifestyle. And they really stepped back from it in season two, which was disappointing.
1: I think one thing that's interesting that we've talked a lot about in the context of the show is that often they didn't really stick with the book and there's a lot of inspiration rather than adaptation. So this is a situation where I feel like if we're going more with inspiration, then I feel like there's probably a lot more flexibility to, you know, kind of tell Benedict's story in a creative way or to tell someone else's story in a creative way. Cause I feel like we're getting, we've gotten these little, you know, teases. Um, But I think that what, you know, I think that's something that could be explored more and similarly like, yeah, you know, maybe they feel like, Oh, we want to keep at least, the main people with the people that they're in the books but it I feel like there's still a way they could go about it kind of like some of the ideas we've touched on um whether you know that they find you know a partner to marry in public but then in reality you know having you know an lgbt like lover or something um within the the confines of the story so I think it would be I feel like the show has that sort of flexibility to do so considering it's not necessarily following things line by line in the book
2: yeah another thing that just like inspiration that just struck is I really wish they'd make Eloise queer I think that it would make her character make so much more sense and feel more grounded and realistic because like it just seemed fake to me how much she cared about stupid Theo and I would love it if she thought that way about a lady
3: I felt she was excited by his ideas and she was excited by his not kowtowing to her um, as, a, as, a, as a person from the ton. So, yeah, if she found a lady with whom to um, exchange ideas, I think it would be really exciting. There's a great follow on Twitter if you feel for it. It's the letters between uh, Virginia Woolf and Vita Sackville West and they are very frank and uh, absolutely delightful uh, letters of two married ladies of a later time, of the Victorian times, uh, who were passionate lovers and the way they speak to each other and what they talk about is fantastic. So you get a little excerpt from a letter every day. So you're reading these beautiful love letters but also they're knowing that they were living outside society's norms but still having to... Um, to cover up although I uh, just read one from Virginia where she said a lady in the post office asked her but how do ladies do it together which I thought was absolutely brilliant you're standing there ready to post your parcels and some woman says to you yeah tell me what what this lesbian stuff's all about so I mean I think that um either Benedict or Eloise are they are they kind of the perfect conduit for a queer love story and what both because that- they're already like besties in the well, family exactly it's true there it's true go. Or well, maybe, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We we have hope.
2: My hopes aren't that high, but I wish that my wishes are high.
1: Or yep. if they don't make, if they don't make a, you know, a Bridgerton, you know, character, you know, queer, maybe they could choose one of the other character, like, you know, prominent side characters.
3: Cressida.
2: <laughs> Listen, I could come around on actually liking Cressida if she's like actually a bully because she is being forced into a role that she doesn't want like that at least gives her some sort It'd of compelling reason story. to be like as of right now she's just rude for no reason
3: mm-hmm. she <laughs> could let let that hair down and dress in men's clothes we might uh, we might come around to her oh i'm getting quite excited okay
2: but that was that that was all i i had to bring to the that's to the a key. great yeah. question
3: thank you very much um to the person who sent that in
0: and if you want to know
3: more there's a
0: bollywood movie with exactly that plot so would Ooh. recommend. Yeah, it's called Badaido on Netflix. Um, but yeah, literally that plot. So
3: uh, do we have any other questions, y'all?
0: I don't think
2: so.
3: Well then I have a I have a question. Um as people uh uh emerging from their Bridgerton cocoon there's lots of uh lots of chatter on Twitter about people saying phew I've finished I feel I feel spent I feel excited I feel lost um what would we all recommend for people to perhaps dive into uh during the wait for season three
2: Sasha what was that movie we both watched on Netflix that was so cheesy.
0: Oh God, not Lost City that we just. No, watched. but that
2: was good too. Lost City um was a really great rom com with Sandra. Bullock I tagged and you in it too. Um, will you tagged me recently? Oh, in a the new Royal one Treatment. The Royal Treatment. Yeah, but the Royal Treatment was a Netflix original movie that was very fun. Um, rom com vibes uh if you want to read books uh i always recommend the spanish love deception is a more recent um romance novel that came out that's really great it has fake dating and enemies to lovers so that's really fun um if you want kind of a regency vibe there's a series by jen de that goes well met well played well matched, and they are romance novels set at a renaissance fair so that Ooh. could give you kind of your a little bit of historical, but it's not actually. Those ones are really good. So those would be some some recs from me.
3: Yeah, yeah I would recommend. Say... Sorry, Gentleman Jack, which is a British TV series. It's based on the diaries of Anne Lister. Anne Lister, who was a queer. A uh, wo- uh, woman uh, living in Yorkshire in 1832, and we have her diaries. She wrote millions of which she wrote down absolutely everything she did, and she had a series of lovers, many of whom uh, left her to get married to men, as was the convention. And um, it's it's not perfect, but it's uh, I really enjoyed it. It gives you that sort of 1832 queer life. And uh, a lot of her friends and family just know that she is like that um, or he is like that because of the uh, cross-dressing that happens as well. And uh, season two uh, has just dropped. So that's worth the watch Uh, made by BBC One and you can watch it on HBO or binge in Australia.
0: Yeah, and I would say um, I would recommend Helen Huang. Um, It's a really cool uh, three books as well. Uh, I think the third book, um, Heart Principle, is um, the, like, I liked it the most. I think that's the third one. Um, But yeah, would recommend all three of them. They're an Asian American writer. um, And they're all set in San Francisco or the Bay Area. So it's like a cool techie vibe to it. And I think at least one of um the characters in each book like one of the main like love interest um mm-hmm. has uh, I believe Asperger's or is on the um I don't know that yeah it has, they're, they they are there's an autistic main character yes, thank you um yeah. because she is herself so that's why um she writes them in and it's really beautiful um to see how just you know, she makes it normal because it is normal. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend that. That also reminded me, Sasha, of the book, the, um, I think it's called,
2: it's like, which one is it? Cause now I'm getting the Helen Hong ones confused. And I don't want to yeah. just recommend the exact same book. Yeah. So, um, the love hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. it is another oh, really good yeah. one and it's also set in like the bay area <laughs> really
0: of course oh my god let me add this to my i can't oh, yeah, i think there's I gonna be a it. sequel
2: to that one which is gonna be a queer relationship too so i'm excited uh, for yeah. that at least yeah. I, I think that's what's coming based on the first book so fingers. yeah straight. and if
0: you like like younger like young adult novels um, I would say mismatched is also another good one. They made a Netflix series, but it's uh, I think in Hindi with a little bit of English. But Mismatched is cool. It's about um, two Indian college students at uh, a school university in San Francisco.
3: So San Francisco be be the happenin' place. Mm-hmm. See a lot like of love it. there. All the pens- I know. Shaneva, what are you enjoying in the romance world at the moment, apart from the courtship? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> oh, it, that's it's still it's still it's still going on. a uh, USA
1: and Peacock. Um, it's got you know some crazy. They they've brought in new men, men getting jealous and insecure. There's a lot of uh crazy things going on on that particular season. Um, but yeah, I don't know what have I been watching. That's really a good question because I've really been doing school, so I haven't been watching as much. Um, this is kind of like not really romance, but I mean, I guess there's romance and relationships in it. I've been watching Sun- Selling Sunset. So if
3: you, if people you like people having beautiful relationships homes, with money.
1: Yes. If you like beautiful <laughs> homes,
3: uh, really, really
1: nice outfits, um, and relationships, really hair. Concepts, yes. B- beautiful hair um nice uh relationships that may or may not exist anymore god Uh, it was it it was a weird season i'm sorry check it out a reunion is to come in about a a week or two i think about two weeks so um that's definitely something i've been watching but i you know i've kind of haven't have watched a a lot recently because it's more been um just just the standard stuff so um but yeah there's always good things
3: Excellent great. recommendation for all of you out there who are studying really hard and need something a little lighter, would you say, Geneva? Yes, love yes, it. Yes. And it's
0: great study um, break. with that, um, I think the last thing left to do, y'all, is maybe rank our siblings. Yes, let's <laughs> do oh, it. Um, does anyone want to go first? Sarah, you sounded the most confused.
3: I'm happy, I'm happy yes. to go first. I can't remember uh, what I did last time, but this time I'm still putting Eloise at number one. I think she mm. was slightly betrayed by the writers uh, this season, but she she remains my flame and, uh, and I have high hopes for her next season. Very closely followed by Benedict. I could actually put them first equal. Uh, Violet is my number three, Bridgerton. I'm very fond of her. Again, uh, she was... Was, uh, given a slightly back seat but I think it's very insightful to think that she'll move forward when it's one of the ladies now Anthony, uh, I was always in an Anthony stand last season but I think he's moved up in my rankings, he comes next then I put Colin but I have hopes that Colin will move up then Hyacinth then Gregory, then Daphne, and then Felicia, whatever the one that starts with F is because we, Fran. Don't, we don't know. Fran. <laughs> Not that.
4: <laughs> I mean,
3: she's basically non existent, though. She's non existent. So. so, by by that, um, I mean, at least we saw her in season one. Uh, she's so getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. I love it. Um, Kirsten, do you have a ranking? Okay. So I'm just
2: kind of doing this as I go. It's very hard for me to keep this straight at this point between yeah, what yeah, is yeah. books and what is sh- – I don't even know.
0: Just putting, tell us. I'm going special.
2: from worst to best is what I'm going to do. Ooh, and ooh. worst is going to be Daphne because she's a sexual assaulter Agreed. and that yes. puts her at the bottom of the pile for me. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to put – and here's the thing. I never had strong feelings about her in the books, but the show is irritating me to all hell. So, Eloise is the second last. <gasps> because I'm annoyed. Yeah. I, I agree. don't care. I, I hate what they've done with her. I just don't like her. Um, I am then going to put um, Benedict, only because the books don't do that much with him, and I don't know where the show is taking him. Then we'll do. Uh, Francesca, because we don't know her yet, and I don't know what they're gonna do with her. Then mm, Gregory, because I think his story's stupid, and he's just a little kid right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna do Anthony Hyacinth Colin. So Anthony has moved up my rankings a lot, but
3: Colin is still my number one. Oh Ooh, I like it. Gregory did have that very sweet scene with Anthony, one of my favorite scenes of the of the show.
2: His book is his book is interesting. It's definitely after the series has fully jumped the shark, but if, <laughs> as long as you can accept that, you'll be able to enjoy it. I
0: mean, mm-hmm. we'll be so deep in it by then. Yeah, I think we yeah. will. Um, I love it. Geneva, do you
1: have your Sure. So, um, you know, I think a lot of this is even though we did have some criticism of her in uh, this this particular season, uh, Eloise still remains my personal favorite. Um, and then I would say Colin. Um, you know, I think that's a mixture of book content and show content. Um, Benedict would be next for me. Um you know, Anthony's definitely moved up the ranks. Um, Not that I disliked him. I think I was just more annoyed last season with him and just how he was handling things and Daphne and stuff like that. Um, But you know, I think we really do get to see more dimension from Anthony and you really get to know him because this is theoretically his, you know, his book, his story. Um, So it was very, very exciting. And you know, obviously, the haircut helped. So that's also great, too. Um, then I would say, um, after that, I'd probably say uh, Hyacinth. Then I would say um, Gregory. Then for similar reasons like Kirsten, I would say Daphne. She was slightly a bit more bearable, I think, this season. You know, she had a lot of growth. She was a bit
3: smug. A bit smug yeah. for
1: me. She's <laughs> married now. She knows everything. No, yeah, she, she, knows, she knows. she's more, more knowledgeable. She knows a lot of things. She talked she had some a baby. into anthony so you know i i gave her seventh and you know francesca well she just wasn't really there so i you know she's gonna be last for me for now
0: great and as for me um benedict is still my number one um anthony has jumped up to number two uh daphne is number no sorry colin is number three so i hate women um and then uh l i know daphne and then Eloise. And then Hyacinth. Because I think she's like really quirky. And they gave her good moments in this one. Gregory um, after that. Because I like him, And then Fran. uh, Because listen. Where's she at? So I think that is my ranking. And I didn't change too much from last time. But Anthony really jumped. I think because of Kate. Not because of Anthony. But it's okay. And um, with that. Anything else? The dark walk. We did it. Oh, we made it. We are now done with the dark walk. Thank you to all of you for listening to us, for re- leaving us reviews. We're so appreciative. Sorry if we didn't read yours um, on, on the pod, but we, we read it. And we're so, so appreciative of you. And with that, we will see you in season three whenever that may be. And um, with that, Geneva, where can people find you?
1: People can find me at peace. Love on Twitter, where I tweet about all the reality TV I'm watching and random things in life. Current things I'm watching are BB can survivor. 42 temptation Island, the courtship. Uh, now X on the beach. Just a lot of random things. Um, so if you're interested to in know my thoughts, you can follow me there where I'm tweeting about them. In addition, you can always check my link tree for any, uh, you know, up-to-date content and anything that I'm doing. And then, you know, you could also support silent podcasts. And we're on Anchor, Spotify,
0: and Apple.
3: Love it. And Sarah, where can people find you? Uh, they can follow me at Sarah Carradine where I will tell you everything that I'm podcasting about, where I will be retweeting, commenting and liking uh, an enormous amount. Um, you can hear me on Silent Podcasts talking about Survivor US. I had a fantastic time at 3 in the morning with uh, Sheer <laughs> Worthy and the Real Weird Sisters uh, back together again. The last time the four of us were together, we were on the Real, the Real Weird Sisters podcast and, um, Putting the uh, contestants from Survivor 41 uh, through the sorting buff to see where they landed. And we'll do the same with the contestants of 42. But we talked about the actual the actual show there on Silent Podcasts and <laughs> on RHAP. You can listen to me and Murray Forth on Crime Scene, S-E-E-N, talking about true crime with some amazing guests, some of whom are on this very dark walk with us now.
0: Perfect. And
3: Kirsten...
2: Yes, so you can find me talking about BoJack Horseman every week with Lindsay Wilson over at BoJack HorsePod. You can catch me uh, talking about Temptation Island with the amazing Maggie Morgan over on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed on RHAP. You can catch me talking Riverdale with Frail Mary over on Kowski Cast. That's Cow with a K. And last but certainly not least, you can catch me talking about all of the mess and pop culture, celeb gossip, treading topics with Sasha, who's here as well. Um on mess magnets. Uh, we have a we have a six-week trial run. So from please go subscribe so that we get to keep doing it because I don't want to lose my weekly podcast with Sasha. Oh,
0: period. Right? <laughs> you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten said what? great and for me you can find me on twitter at funsides underscore four i'll also be on this week's big brother recap on thursday and on the rhap survivor uh feedback show as well which i believe gets released on saturdays uh so yeah in addition to mess magnets of course send us all your mess so that we can cover it and with that one last time thank you so much for listening goodbye
3: bye bye everyone
0: <laughs> oh.